There is a vast multiverse of possibilities, an infinity of worlds within an endless ocean of aether. Few know that there is anything beyond the confines of their limited world. Even fewer have ever traversed beyond the walls of everything they have ever known. To those that have made the perilous journey, they have found each new plane to be another revelation of the beauty of a boundless multiverse. Planeswalkers are those rare few among legends. They are able to travel unassisted between the multiverse. One in a million is born with the spark to become a planeswalker. A bare few ever realize their potential, putting them in an elite and powerful group of friends and enemies. The potential of a planeswalker is infinite freedom and infinite possibility. Hi, I'm Will. I'm the show's producer, and I play Llewellyn Coyden, the half-dryad swashbuckler. Hello, I'm Kimbra, and I play Nymphia of the Vervain, the elvish druid. Hey there, I'm Katie, and I'm playing Cecilia Crane, the human sorcerer. Hi, I'm Keon. I'll be playing Irshaya Jalan, the Aetherborn Warlock. Hi, I'm Dan. I'll be playing the Dungeon Master. Welcome to the Plane Shift Podcast, a live play D&D campaign where we play as four planeswalkers, newly awakened and taking our first tentative steps into the varied facets of the multiverse. What will we find in these new worlds? Hope? Despair? Reward or loss? Doubtless all of that and more. Join us as we find out. <laughs> After they arrived on a number of couches with far too many throw pillows, we're, we're talking the single ant in your family's amount of throw pillows here, they were confronted by a couple of signs labeling don't panic. Their newfound treasures in hand. It's time to get up off of that couch and take the next steps into recovering the Morari. How's my plant doing? Your, uh, your plant's doing just fine. It was quiet for a second, but again, it's, it's slowly starting to murmur. I Help me. I... I can feel there's light here. There's a little light here. Water. Please? Well, I mean, I can create water. You can. This may not be the place. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to be entirely honest. You are basically like everyone's on a couch except for uh, Ishaya. I believe Ishaya is uh, sitting on, on the uh, the love seat. Just lounging. Yes. <laughs> yes. But Imak uh, pauses for a moment before addressing. Well, we're all here. Uh, from the looks of it, all of us. Che- I, I check your possessions. I don't know one lost anything. Lumen's gonna pat down, but the, the hanky of holding's already... He's not gonna open that up quite yet. I, I can kind of figure. Uh, and make sure he's got the sword that he picked up at his hip. It, it, is, very, it is very much still there. It, it almost feels good to kind, of, to kind of pat down on it, make sure it's still there, though. It's like taking the load off your mind for a moment. Well, all right. Uh, must all be hungry after that. We can get some food, sit down, uh, relax for a moment, and try to come up with a game plan for what to do now. I, I like that phrase, game plan. It's it's as if we're toying with them. <laughs> uh, any anyhow, uh, if you come this way, we can go to the, to the I guess the breakfast hall. <clears throat> so as he uh, kind of leads you two down. Uh, back to the first door that you guys had ever opened when you were here, uh, with the line walls and the full table. And as uh, you kind of step in, the paintings on the wall change to uh, different landscapes, but all of them seem to have a, almost a metallic gleam to them. Nemok takes uh, a seat down at the head of the table. Well, I just open up one of the lids, it'll have anything that you could want. And he opens up one of these silver platters with a large dome lid and underneath is a small simmering uh, steak with a side of uh, some kind of leafy kind of plant. <sighs> just like the Vatican used to make. Alright, Nymphia, opens her lid. Just eight. What? Sorry. Yeah? Nymphia opens her lid and she sees a beautiful green salad made with all sorts of Fruits and veggies, and she digs, and she digs right in. <laughs> and, and the the, the plant uh, kind of, I assume you like set it on the table yeah, at this point. Uh-huh. It's just you monster. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, geez, he was, was like, fine. Killing water. its family. <laughs> <laughs> you have to eat something. 
Water. As I was gonna say, as this plant is desiring water, you're like, excuse me while I eat your friends and family in front of you. <laughs> Can I have water? There are, in a similar thing, there are various pitchers and glasses that whenever you lift them up and pour them seem to have a different type of liquid based on what you desire most at the moment. Well, Nymphia being the plant lover... In more than one way, apparently, uh-huh. that she is. Wow, what is happening with this tree? No, I mean, it is. she eats plants and she's friends with them at the same time. Why do you have to turn it What sexual? smells like maple syrup? Nymphia's pure and wonderful. You're ruining You're ruining yeah, everything. Yeah, baby, let me get in your cabbage patch. <laughs> and we're moving on. Oh, my God. I take and the picture moving. of now water. Of water? Okay. So let's just take a second. Take a breath. And I pour the water onto my plant friend. Uh-huh. Uh, it mutters uh, very sympathetic. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, it kind of murmurs something about sunlight, but for the moment, it, it doesn't seem really to complain. I continue to devour my salad. All right. You do that. <laughs> Is anybody else, Cecilia, up to anything in particular? I'll, I'll be opening the... Thing and get some kind of a weird meat skewer that I'm not going to tell anybody what it is. And um, so I so Lulin did give me that the the book the creepy book right the very yep. creepy book. Can I look over that while I'm eating? You oh, you got to open it first. I'm gonna try to open the book. It doesn't really seem to bunch for the moment. Mm. Yeah, so can I just like look it over and see? Oh yeah, definitely. Happening? Yeah. Uh, so as as you kind of pour over the, the outside of this book, you notice a couple of things that uh, in your time, uh, especially around uh, corpses and uh, around the recently deceased, notice a couple of things that seem very familiar. It's almost as if the book itself, or the covering itself, is made up of human skin. Hmm. Which a little bit unusual. Uh, but there seems to be some kind of faint trace of necromatic magic on it. Ooh. Is there any way that I can tell how it can be opened? Like, does it seem like does it seem would, like something magical is keeping it shut? I would, I'd say, roll Arcana for that. Okay, cool. 17. You, after kind of getting this vibe from it, think maybe in order to be opened, it needs to be fed a little bit of necrotic power. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, any sort of spell that deals with death or decay should probably be enough. At the dinner table? <laughs> Where is a better place to use necromancy spells <laughs> than at the dinner table? Than at the dinner table. Um. Yeah. I'll go ahead and try to um hex on it. I guess hex the dickens out of it. <laughs> so as you kind of complete the final motions of uh, your spell hex on this book, the spell itself seems to stop and to be almost slipped away from you, and the book instantaneously opens up in your hand, spreading wide, pages flying until it stops at a very specific page. And without too much difficulty, you realize the page itself is for the spell hex. Ooh. <clears throat> so it's a cool little spell book. And the residual necrotic magic you felt before in it seems to almost have increased by a little bit. Ooh. I... I I don't mind reading at the dinner table, but spellcasting is something that I prefer not to endure. If you'd like, I can take you to a study later to to look over it, uh, after I clear it for any curses or uh, malevolent uh, figures or spirits that might be attached to it, of course. Yes, that would be lovely. I'm I'm sorry, I wasn't aware that you had rules for the dinner table. To be entirely fair, this is the first time you've eaten here. Well, it's not like I have very many guests, as you could... Kind of, guess. Shocking. Can I can, can I shut the book? Like, is it uh, as it? you as you start to, to close the book itself, just slams shut. Oh, okay. And uh, you get the same kind of vibe that it was, or the amount of necromatic power, and it's back to the way it was before. Uh, is, is Shia doing anything? Shia is just going around the buffet and like throwing up all the little trays just to open everything, see what's in there, and have the aroma. Just what does Shia want to smell? What is it that Ishaya would want most? Because Aetherborn don't eat. He's just interested in the, in the different sense of 
what these people around him like because I guess there could be wines and things like that just popping up in there just a glass of wine sitting washing about <laughs> oh it's too early for wine what's that like one of those heating trays that with the little candle under it it's yeah full of that's what I was about mulled wine <laughs> <laughs> so as uh, Mimak kind of slowly finishes up and he's like forgive me it's uh, consumes quite a bit of stamina to do some of my uh, spell work uh, anyhow uh, so what was it that we taken from the vault? We obviously didn't get the Marari. Mulan's kind of got a small spread of food around him. Like, not, none of it is individually filling. Together, it's filling. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, a lot of, like, finger foods. He likes okay. <laughs> okay, okay. He sort of moves a seat over to an empty seat and just spreads the hanky of holding out and starts pulling magic items out of it. So, out of this bag, holding which appears to be a thin chainmail handkerchief, uh, appears a small, what almost looks like a stone fragment uh, that has some sort of residual magical energy. A... And we have, like, what, 10 million platinum? A <laughs> substantial amount of platinum. <laughs> a very substantial amount of platinum. Uh, and yeah, so as you open this metal handkerchief, a couple of what look like loose parchments that are bound with uh, an unusual symbol, a large chunk of stone that obviously seems to hold some sort of residual power, uh, and you have the sword at your hip, right? Yes. And, uh, I'm just going to put it on the desk, on the table with all the other, <clears throat> next to all the other stuff. And, just kind of lay it out in order. And a very unwieldy kind of sword sits on the table. It's got two separate blades that are separated. One is a deep crimson red, the other one's almost like a glowing white. Nima kind of studies them for a second, looking over uh, a couple of them, uh, the stone tablet in particular he's taken an interest to. Yeah. I wonder where they got this. This isn't their part. Uh, it's uh, a section of the original Guild Pact, a very powerful enchantment and artifact that was used to bind the Guilds of Ravda together to work, but uh, unfortunately it was broken, and this appears to be a section of it that originally belonged to the Gruul. Rather intriguing. Might be worth exploring into, but otherwise it's of no real particular value to any of you. And he kind of studies down to the, uh, the the paper. Why did you bring these in particular? I don't really recognize anything. He kind of pauses for a moment. The uh, goggles on his face switching uh, before finally one of them rolls up with a thick blue glass and almost a kind of a gold pearl glowing briefly other than magical enchantments that appear to make it so that they don't age, rip, or tear. Or burn in particular. It's rather strange. Uh, was there a reason you brought these? And he hands the, uh, the papers that happen to have the uh, the symbol uh, embedded onto them of... Uh, Soltis. Soltis. Oh, we told you. This is from Moy World. Well, it's enough to read, but I think that may need to take place later. And he almost moves directly to the handkerchief itself before picking it up. Now this is very unusual. I may have to study this one for a while, like not really get anything off of it. Let's be honest, what aren't you going to have to study for a couple minutes for a while? He pauses for a moment, not realizing this is a joke, of course. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> before before kind of gaining the sense of oh, he didn't mean that in an actual oh, 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 okay. Uh obviously it's a good thing to probably look over all of them. Um but book in particular. I can tell you right now what the sword that you have there does, though. Yeah, if he it kind has of freaked out when we when you saw the sword. Oh yes, he's he's kind of calmed down now from it. Well, it's not exactly like I can get rid of it from you at this point, but it is called the Sword of War and Peace. It was uh, crafted on my home plane, and from the looks of it, it may be the original. Uh, it's a very powerful and dangerous artifact, and uh, this one, if I can recall in particular, it brings advantages to whether and to how you decide to swing it. If you swing it with malice, uh, it brings devastation upon what you try to attack. But if you swing it with a uh, feeling of defense or uh, of peace, it prevents whatever you're attacking from actually dying. It's useful in a sense, and it's rather unusual for a sword to not kill something, but uh, there are times when it's needed. Uh, the other thing that I should warn you about, you probably won't be able to let go of it. You, I put it down just now. You can, but 
how do you feel being out of reach of it? Said Besser. Like, I mean, when I was holding this thing, I the power was just carsing through me. Like I could take everything that was swung at me out of myself. It's not, it's not right not being able to have that and then have it taken away. It's understandable. How would you feel about walking out of the room with it, or would you just take it with you? I mean, what if something happens in the other room? You've got that weird sort of giant drone <laughs> thing and leviathan in a ball, and a lot of shit could happen in this in the next room the, over. The... But you understand my concerns. How how would you feel if it was stolen from you? Say back on Ravnica and someone took it from you. I'd hunt them down and take it back. Exactly. See, you can't exactly willingly let go of it now that you think about it, right? Well, I, I can let go of it any time I want. I just don't want to. Well, how about I just take it then, if you don't care? Well, I have a gun. <laughs> you just said that you don't really care that much. Sounds I, like I didn't say that. Well, that's what it sounds like. It sounds right, like you're right. not too attached. The sword is yours. You may hold it for as long as you live. I will advise you, it will slowly change its form to suit your tastes. Good, uh, this, sort, this thing's sort of unwieldy as it is. I, uh, I think it's best I take some time to uh, look, and he kind of holds up the hanky and pulls as it seems to expand a little bit. And this and some of the other objects, you're all free to go around and spend your time. There's rooms to rest uh, on the lower level. Nymphia um, has some questions. Uh, of course. Uh, um, Nemok. <laughs> yes? Do you... I found this plant. Do you mm-hmm. have any any comments on what it might be? Well, the pot's incredibly magical. Uh, some kind mm. of binding. I, I, I'm not sure, but if you'd like, you could probably take it out into one of the demi-planes and give it some sunlight Is and fresh no, air. no sunlight here? He kind of points up at these little glowing orbs that are floating around there. A little bit brighter than a lantern and do a good job of illuminating the room, but they're clearly not suns. Hmm. Um, second, second question. Of course. Remember, was it ever um, decided when, or exactly what changed your room that everyone lands in and why everything was misplaced? Oh, I just had the mirror do it. <laughs> no, I mean, when we first arrived, yes. it was missing a bunch of... The things that you said were supposed to be in there. Of course, the, the mirror had misplaced them, and I had them put them back. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I for some I reason that, I don't know if that was touched upon when. Um, time oh no, no, no. this this, this was remember. for a very obvious, <laughs> like like, yes. For some reason, they, they took all of the furniture out of there, and well, seemed to have gone to one of the spare rooms and built, built some kind of a fort. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but yes, they did this of their own will. The other mirror said I was daft to build a castle in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know. I built it anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, as a matter of fact, it was the mirror that re- replaced everything. Well, we have been relaxing long enough that I could... Um, I'll say that I'll, uh, after I'm done eating, I'll go to the study then, look at my book, and kind of like chill. And... Alright. Yeah, Nymphia's going to be heading toward the uh, demi-plane with no sunlight for her plant. Well, uh, there's kind of like a tropical forest, and then there's also uh, like open plains that seems to have more space for a plant. Let's go with the open plains then. Alright. Uh, Nemox's kind of going to attempt to adjourn you all, but realize he's got no real control over what anything <laughs> <laughs> He didn't figure this well, out bye. like six episodes ago. <laughs> so, right. He's like, so everyone, and like, the room's just empty. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if we could, uh, if we could uh, meet again uh, after uh, a couple of hours, that would be rather nice. Uh, Cecilia, would you mind if I were to look at the book? I'd like to do some further research on it first. Can I sit with you while you work on it? Uh... <laughs> Sure, I guess it'll move up to top priority. And he kind of seems a little almost unnerved by this, but just accepting of it at this point. My book. All right, Uh, come with me. We'll go to the study first. Uh, And he, followed by Cecilia, walk out of the room. Um, This is just something I want to establish. Of course. Does Lula know how to make gunpowder? Because uh, we, we kind of talked about it's a possibility that maybe he could make more, but if he doesn't, he'll have to go back home to get more. You know, I'd, I'd say uh, we'll flip a coin for it. All right. All right. All right, so we'll do uh, heads, yes, tails, no. Tails. tails, no. All right. So you don't necessarily know 
how to make gunpowder, but... I'd say he probably knows the ingredients, but not the specific recipe. <laughs> exact powder. Gun. Gun plus powder. Work! <laughs> uh, so, although you don't know how to make gunpowder, you know, you know the ingredients. You mm-hmm. just don't have that. Uh, probably with, you could either go home, find out the quantities to make it, and come back, or you could just go home and get more. Uh, the, the other possibility is you do have someone who in the most bragging pos- bragging way possible, admitted that he researches anything and everything uh, and is incredibly skilled in the field of artifice. All right, so, so Nemo continues to figure the rest of this out. Tell me, do you think... I had a bit of an advantage in my, my duel with this Dak. He'd never encountered gunpowder before. The, the thing that... Started me the first time you fired at the right, right. That stuff, the the stuff yes. I tried to use to to uh, let's let's brush past what I tried to use on it on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm running low. I, I've got still got another like dozen shots, I say, and enough to to make a, a bit of a statement. But well, it's it's not exactly like it just grows on trees. <laughs> he he kind of like all right. So I know I know the basic ingredients. It's um, yes. Uh, there is there is a pen and a pad that yeah. is he, floating he, next that, to him now. That Rita Skeeter thing where she's just like, yes. Yes. keep talking. <laughs> no, no, no. So it's uh, charcoal, sulfur, and then a whole shitload of saltpeter. All right. Um, is there? Do you have uh, the specific amounts? No, that's the problem. I know the ingredients. I don't know the ratio. I, you mix them under water and then let it settle. Mm-hmm. And you try to keep fire away from it as long as possible. <laughs> That's the igniter, right? Yeah. Very well. I will see what I can do about this. There's going to be a lot of explosives going on. Oh, yeah. Night. You may hear booms from downstairs, and then the sound of mirror reassembling each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he, Nemok, uh, leaves the room now with Cecilia, uh, heading towards the study. Uh, he kind of gestures uh, ahead. Uh, to one of the doors, and as he you probably, uh, sorry, Lulin probably would have given Nemok a sample, like a like a shot's worth of gunpowder, oh, so that he could experiment with. Of course, uh, it would go into what almost appears to be a thin glass tube that Nemok very carefully sets into a, a compartment in his cloak that seems to make the tube itself disappear. All right, uh, thank you. I'll see what I can do about this. Uh, the worst we can. Brave a trip back to your home plane. Uh, tell me, uh, really quick, I, I've never been there, but I've certainly heard stories. Is it true that everything kind of just floats? Not everything, but a lot. Uh, Cecilia, you're kind of ushered into uh, it's a large room uh, with quite a different variety of books, but the main feature in particular is this solid oak table with a wide variety of small metal tools and things sitting on it. And one of the things looks like a very oversized microscope. Mm. Uh, and it's pointed directly at the table itself. Nice. Alright. Uh, if you would just set the book there on the table, I'll take a look. I will go ahead and do that. <laughs> and Nemok goes over, pulls over a stool, steps up onto the stool towards the uh, this oversized, and pauses for a moment, gets down, grabs two books off of the shelf, put them on top of the stool, and steps up onto the <laughs> books themselves to finally look over this thing. Well, good news is it has a title. Bad news is I can't say it. Why not? It is the incantation to a necromatic spell that would kill me. Huh. Just you specifically or whoever reads it? Whoever reads it. Hmm. I would advise not reading it, so for the most part, I think I will call it... Uh, well, based off of what the necromatic spell in itself is, the Lich Book. Ah. Oh. Ah, uh, let's see. Kind of bends over this wonky-looking thing, tries to open the cover, and it doesn't budge for him. And he pauses. The title's Life's a Lich. How exactly did you open it before? Because it's not really budging for me, and it kind of seems to, to pull at it. Oh, I'm sorry, do you need help there? Uh, yes, that would be greatly appreciated. I'll just do this here. I'll just perform a hex again. And again, the book opens up directly to the page hex. And he might just... Fascinating. So what's on the previous pages? And as he goes to turn it, the pages kind of curl up, but then almost slap back down again. Mm. What? What? 
Well, it seems like it only opens up to the spells that you are able to basically do. Uh, uh, not only that, it's almost painful for me to touch it. What about you? remember being painful, but I'll just go ahead and slam my hand down it and try to turn a page and see what happens. You it's, it's like when someone serves you food and they say, watch out, the plate's hot. You're like, oh, really? And immediately, and immediately you're like, I need to readjust it. It's not directly in front of me. And as, as you turn the page, just turns just fine for you. And the page before is another necromatic spell. This one is actually uh, inflict wounds. Ooh. Hmm. Well, it appears that I can turn the pages just fine. What? And he goes to grab one of the pages. That does not budge for him. What? So this I'm... preposterous. I'll go ahead and, and just assume maybe it's because I'm the one who opened it. What, what, what does it say? What, what does the first page say? We can start from there. Flip to the first page. That's... Uh, Nemoc kind of looks at it. Uh, lovely. An index. <laughs> well, that's useful. Uh, let's see. There are a couple of different chapters. Uh... Basics and beginning to necromagic magic, uh, how to raise the dead and raise them well, <laughs> uh, how how to steal a soul, the proper term for becoming a lich. What was with the little sing song? Yeah, how to steal a soul. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> Advanced phylactery construction, casting spells with souls and how to use them. Advanced lich based. Okay, I need not go any further. This is a book about how to become a lich, uh, along with quite a wide variety of different, from what it appears, uh, spells that involve necromancy, death, decay, and just, just about everything that I think you would love. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank uh, you. I would strongly advise not following down this path, as uh, the second you do become undead, you would lose the ability to jump between worlds, whether or not you knew it or not. But the last page itself seems to be somewhat terrifying. These are all... Well, from what I can read, incredibly powerful spells that require, quite literally, the burning of human souls for fuel. Hmm, interesting. You are not taking any of this with a word of caution, are you? Why would I? This all sounds wonderful. I'm not really sure what the problem is. The fact that this is a very evil book. Things only seem evil when you compare them to things that you've determined to be good. So there I think is a maybe, chapter... maybe your compass is off. There is a chapter about literally ripping out the hearts of people to entrap their souls into it before you can add them to a phylactery. Well, if they're Kalima. not using, if they're not using the soul, I'm just saying. I, What's in a soul, really? <laughs> I, I don't want to judge a moral compass. I have been wrong on several occasions, but this really doesn't seem like the type of thing I should let you continue to be around, or at least take out of here. Uh, there's no telling what this would happen if I ended up in the wrong place. She gets Lulin's gun. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and this is why I came in here with you, because I had a feeling that you would try to take this from me. I could see it in your eyes that you see I'm not saying this. that you shouldn't have the book. Haven't. It sounds a lot like you're saying that I specifically should not have this book. I'm saying that you should be cautious about what you do with the book. I have no quarrels with you learning how to cast some of these spells, especially and it points to one of them. Okay, not, not this one. Not Power Word Killed. But, but several other ones <laughs> that may be within your grasp of necromatic grasp would be rather useful in uh, whatever it is that you plan on doing so long as it doesn't involve killing any other anyone else here. Uh, we'll just we'll put it that way. Okay. No one else here in this room. You and I got it. I, <laughs> I meant in. Okay, just just promise. No me... take backs. That's what you said. No takesy backsies. No takesy backsies. You said no one here. Here, <sighs> meaning right in here in this vicinity. I interpreted that as in this room. <sighs> okay. How about I say fine, and we just leave it at that? And I'm an adult. You're an adult. Whatever I do is on me. Very well. I will advise you with this. Uh, when you're reading, don't read it out loud from the looks of it. Just <laughs> just be careful. Alright? <sighs> it's not every day that you come across another planeswalker, especially a planeswalker kind enough to be able to hold a conversation without trying to kill you. Which, thank you very much for not killing everyone on sight. Yes, you're welcome. It took a lot of effort on my part. Thank you for finally recognizing it. <laughs> I'll do my best. DM to player time. Mm -hmm. This book, it's a how-to on necromancy, how to become a lich, and then things to do once you are a lich. 
apparently written from written by a lich that killed other liches, mm. uh, as you can read on the back. Sweet. <clears throat> We've had more questions about you later. Thank you. But of course, if you have any questions about it, uh, obviously not about necromancy. That's not my field of expertise. Uh, feel free to ask me. If there's anything else, feel free to use the study to look over it. There are several enchantments, and there are quite a couple of reference materials if you need something else. Gesturing to a specific shelf where all of the books are bound in black and red leather, and there seems to be an abundant amount of spider webs covering things, along with red candles that seem to never go lower. It's my aesthetic. <laughs> Well, I will thank you for your uh, assistance in looking this over and making sure that it was okay to use, basically. So Very well. I... Thanks. You're welcome. It's really hard for, for me to say. Thank you. Okay. You're, you're, Goodbye. You're welcome. Just Very take well. it and sit down. Hey, everyone. It's Will, your host. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Plane Shift. I'm going to have this be a short intermission and just thank all of you for taking the time to stick with us for this long. We have some great plans for the future and we can't wait for them to come around so we can share them with you all. If you want to play a Planeswalker campaign of your own, our website, planeshiftpodcast.podbean.com, has a link to the homebrew material that we're using. If you give it a try, let us know what you think. I put a lot of work into it and I'd like to hear what your opinion is. If you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate you giving us a rating and review on iTunes. And, of course, just telling your friends would be much appreciated. We enjoy what we're making here, and we'd like to share it with as many people as possible. But that's it for me right now. So back to the show. Uh, Nemok, as you're leaving the room, uh, goes over and spreads out the uh, hanker- handkerchief itself on the thing. Puts back up to look at it. Fascinating. Fascinating. Right, so, he just uh, says that over and over again. I'm <laughs> reading here! <laughs> I get it. It's fascinating. You've gone onto this small, open kind of field of demiplane now, I right? Have. With a potted plant? Yes. I mean, uh, so uh, what are you going to do? Well, my plant keeps asking me for sun. So. And it's, it's very happy. It, it's so getting it some sun, and it's going... I wish I could spread my roots. This is great. All right. <laughs> so what you, what you, it's asking if it can spread its roots. I mean, it's in a little pot of plant. It's in a little pot. There's not very much you can do about this. It kind of looks more like a... It looks a little bit bigger than the, the almost bonsai shape that you picked up before. So what would happen if I plant you here? I'd get to spread my roots. I get to bask in the sun and spread my roots. Please let me spread my roots. <laughs> Can I roll an arcana check? I would say, yeah, yeah. Roll an arcana check. And then, if you'd like, you can also roll a nature check. Okay. Alright, for arcana, I got... 21. A 21? Okay, yeah. that's pretty damn high. That is pretty damn high. So, you, as you start to look over this... Uh, you can't really get anything particular from the plant itself, although it is clearly magical in some way, but the pot is just extraordinarily magical. There are binding spells galore. For some reason, a thing you'd keep a small bonsai tree in is covered with more wards than you've seen against anything else. Whatever it's holding, potentially, could be rather dangerous. Alright, I'll roll a nature check now. <laughs> I roll. Is that a nat 20? I don't, it's like on the carpet, so it's in between a 20 and a 14. I see a 20. It's called a nat 20. <laughs> it has so, been decided. <laughs> as you look over, in your times that you've spent in your home plane, you've gotten a lot of time to witness the growth of specific plants. Uh, and now that you're looking over this, it doesn't seem so much that it was more of a bonsai as it is more of a juvenile seedling stage of something. But something obviously very big. It almost reminds you of uh, back on Lanawar how there were seedlings to tree folk, but in an almost malevolent way for this one. Little walks by. Mom? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a name plant friend? I was never given one, but there were things that people called my parents. Which was? 
the hate seed. Well, that's Aww. not promising. Um, they kept me in there for so long. I missed the sun. I missed the water. I missed my roots. Can I spread my roots? Listen, listen, uh, <laughs> hate, hate seed. Um, no, I don't, <laughs> is that my name now? I. <laughs> I don't like that name. What would you like? Too... What would you like to be called? Mark. Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) And thus, Mark Zuckerberg was born. Why? Why Why did you unleash this plague? He's just like, check out new face filters on Facebook. I think this one's pretty neat. Sorry. I was gonna have a good name. I feel like every time you go to talk, we just like ruin everything that happens with you. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Zuckerberg. Who was the, the hate Facebook? seed? I just watched the whole Facebook movie. I can't remember the name of the guy who invented Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Spider-Man, Spider-Man, he put the time. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Alright, um, Mark. Well, <laughs> is that my name? Yes. <laughs> I'm called Mark. You see, this this is not my house, and I'm not sure I feel comfortable just planting you in my my good friends. We should make it your house. Demi- we should make it my oh, house. Oh no! <laughs> I like this plan. See, <laughs> I see, I, I, see I, I don't feel comfortable with this, Mark friend. Um, I, I'm afraid I I cannot plant you at this moment. Why can't you plant me? What, what, you've given me sun, you've given me water, why can't you let me spread my roots? Like I told you, this Do is you not- Do you hate me? I understand your concerns, but this is not my demiplane to decide to just <clears throat> plant things in. It's not Who does it belong to? This is Nima. We should ask him if oh. I can plant here. Alright, well, I will do that, I will ask him. But for now, I'm afraid I cannot take that step and do what you would like. Can we go ask him now? Please. All right. I suppose we can. We can at least see what he's doing. All right. So as you <laughs> as you pick up Mark and Pressure. exit the the demi plane that you were on, going from these golden fields back to the kind of so as you kind of head back out uh, of the demi plane into the the, the almost dungeon like uh, hallways where everything was, uh, Mark the plant kind mm-hmm. of shimmers for a moment before going. Oh, the sun's gone. It's okay. Let's go ask him. Okay. So, um, when I when I talk to Nemok, I want to leave the plant outside. I want to talk to Nemok privately. So as you kind of round the corner to where you can very clearly hear Nemok going, uh-huh. <laughs> These are some fascinating enchantments. Fascinating. Why do I keep saying that word? It's a studio right. left ages ago. Like, I cannot Yeah, but this. I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> So I read the dinner table. (laughs) So I'm gonna sit um, Mark down, Mm -hmm. just out there, and then I'm gonna knock on knock knock on Nemok's door. Uh, uh, Come in. Yes, yes. No, I'm 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 listening. I'm very clearly paying attention. Um, could could I come in? Of course. Of course. Yes. All right. So I enter, shut the door behind me. Uh, Nemok is still focused on this this chain thing, and he's spreading it out wider and wider. It's probably about ten feet in yangs. It's oh, interesting. I won't go any further now. Uh, Yes. What is it, Nymphia? Um, Nemok, I, I have a problem. What pray tell is that? That plant that I brought? Yes. Um, <clears throat> have you ever heard of the term hate seed? Nemok almost instantaneously drops the blanket on himself, and in, in a moment of pause, the blanket completely covers him and flattens onto the floor where there's no longer a Nemok for some reason. Before, shockingly, a hand reaches out from underneath this large metallic blanket Nemok kind of crawls out from underneath. Well, that's quite interesting. Uh, but, uh, y- yes, yes. Very specifically, the, the hate seed? Hate seed. Uh, it sounds like a very powerful and violent phytohydra from Ravnica. Why? Well, this, my little plant friend, I'm able to sense a very strong binding in the pot he's in, and he keeps asking me to plant him in the soil in the demiplane. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be able to if he's talking to you. And you can kind of clearly see he's not too interested in Mark the plant, but more in the uh, the, the handkerchief, the very large blanket at this point. Uh, would you would you help me with something really quick? Yes. Uh, just, just stand right there and he kind of walks past with this big 
metal blanket and throws it over top both of you, and by the time it lands, you are in a very well-furnished little mansion. There are a couple of different servants that all look a lot like Llanowar elves, except they're translucent blue. And Fia looks around mildly alarmed. Uh, Mima kind of gestures <laughs> to back at what looks like a door, but instead it appears to be a very large piece, almost the same piece of, of blanket that you were covering, but covering the entirety of the doorframe. The bottom, of course, is limped up, and he sticks his hand underneath it. Like, See? You can feel outside. I, I don't exactly know why someone made this, uh, but it appears to almost be the ultimate security blanket. A private mansion hidden inside of a handkerchief. Ingenious and bizarre. I love it. <laughs> uh, yes, no. Uh, if you want to get out, uh, just just quell underneath there. It appears to collapse in form once everyone is gone. Alright, but if I heard you right, the hate seed is a violent being from Ravnica. Uh, yes, a phytohydra, something that uh, grows with incredible finesse, uh, absorbing mana any way that it can uh, into a large state, almost like a hydra, but not really as mobile. Instead, it just grows out to find new food and uh, particularly new, new places to grow. And it's fine if I plant him in your demiplane? I don't see a problem with, with Mark. Why with a why with a phytohydra? What's the difference? Wait a minute. Wait, where is this Mark? I just, I let him on the I table. I planted him in the demiplane. No. <laughs> <laughs> I let him out on the table so we couldn't hear what we were talking about. That sounds like a very wise decision. Um, so if I am hearing you right, and I pray that I am hearing you wrong, you're saying that this plant that you have been talking to that I have not heard... Wait, you don't hear him talk? No. Oh. I I honestly thought you were just talking to the plant because that's what some people do. They talk and <laughs> sing to plants and they grow better and stuff like that. I, oh I, no, oh no. It's talking to you. Yes, he's been asking for water and sunlight and soil since I found Wait him. Wait a minute, do you, you give him any of those? I gave him water... Sunlight and, and soil. Sunlight. <laughs> but no soil. No soil. Okay. Just okay. water and sunlight. Ah. Uh, where? where you know, let's, let's leave. Where exactly did you leave him again? Just on the table right outside your door. As, as he, he throws up what is apparently the door of the mansion, almost in a hushed force, you kind of knocked out from this as the blanket goes up again and he's holding it almost triumphantly over his head, looking up. Where is it? Wait, where's the table? Like, right outside of the blanket? It's right outside. It's gone. It's gone? It's gone. <gasps> no! Alright. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. The shark took it. It's not here. It's not here. It was a plant. How could it move? I don't know. Animated or something? Maybe it's not a plant. Maybe it's being trapped. I... Look. But the pot had so many binding spells on it. Yes, but what happens if it gets knocked out of the pot? Well, who would have knocked it out of the <laughs> this pot? This plant wants sunlight <laughs> and soil. <laughs> you know what I should do? Plant it. It's in the name. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> All right, look. We're gonna have to find it now. Right, let's let's not panic. Let's not panic. I will simply go around and ask people if they've seen it. Ah. Uh, I doubt Cecilia has any interest in plants, so we'll ignore her on this, but uh, you, you can go check up on her really quickly. I... Actually, this sounds really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following. I'm, okay, well, I run to, to Cecilia. Have you seen a plant? <laughs> <laughs> the person who has never-ending interest in plants asks me if I have seen the plant that she was babysitting earlier and talking to like a crazy person. It was talking back to me. Oh, it, oh, it, oh, it was. That's not helping. <laughs> That's not helping your case, sweetheart. No, I have not seen it, but this is hilarious. Um, where, where was the last time you had it? I set it on the table. Where? Outside Mimok's lab. And who was in the room? Well, no one. It was an empty hallway. Who's here? If I don't have it, and you don't have it, and Nemok doesn't have it. Alright, two more it people. It must left. be the ghost! <laughs> we do have a bunch of doors to like, jump in and out of. You haven't even been to the lower level yet. Yeah, you, yeah, you open the door and close the door and then open the door and then. <laughs> 
So, no, I have not seen it, but maybe you should check with uh, your other friends. Maybe one of them, for some reason, wanted to talk to a plant as well. But no, I have no interest in taking this quote-unquote talking plant. Okay, bye. Um, so, would I have any idea where Loyland and... Did Nymphia pay attention to where they were going or what they said they were going to be doing? Nope. <laughs> nope. Will didn't say it. <laughs> nope. So... There, there were a couple of rooms up here. Uh, there were each of the demi planes, and those are pretty big. But I don't think anyone really would have had it out onto them. Besides, you would know if someone went in because the door would be open. One of them's open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Nymphia. All right. Speaking you of, <laughs> were you heading in the direction of any of these? Um, I feel like I would just be kind of running around. I'm like, she's in a panic at this point. Nymphia okay. is absolutely panicking. All right, so. Um, so she would just be looking into every room she came across. Alright, as you, uh, you don't really find anything uh, in any of the rooms, so they do find uh, a single mirror delicately working on carving the gargoyle. Each hammer blow, a hammer blow on the chisel before pausing to look at you for a moment, almost as if it was asking for something. <laughs> I'm picturing, like, she opens the door and it just stares at her until she closes the door again. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Uh, but other than that, you really haven't found anything in these other rooms. Uh, but you, as you kind of head back towards where the demi-planes was, you know it's one of the doors, uh, which door did Ashaya go through? It was the one I was originally attracted to, the volcano, uh, oh, island no. thing. Oh, lovely. I'm gonna plant you in magma! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there, the one particular, uh, to the red <laughs> elemental plane you see, Happens to be okay. I sprint over. <laughs> As this, you, I'm picturing this plant like, stop, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 don't no. me down. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you bolt through the store, and you see, as you are almost taken back by the sudden sight of these mountains, the mountain peaks around you, uh, a figure way off in the distance. Normally you wouldn't be able to tell, but there are very few people who look like wispy kind of ghosts. It's pretty clearly a shy. Stop it! Have you seen a plant? I'm like near the top of the volcano and I'm holding a plant. <laughs> no! no. <laughs> so, Ishaya, as you're doing this, this plant is fanatically screaming at you. Yes! Yes! Let me spread my roots! Let me feel the heat! I must have it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Feed me! Do it! Plant me! Do it. Release me from my vines! Release me! Release Mark! Release Mark Zuckerberg! Unleash Mark Zuckerberg! He's just like kind of stumbling. So, so how close is Nymphia uh, to Yashaya? A good. I'd say a good uh, 200 yards. You're, you walk quite a bit to get to this. It's a large crater. Uh, there's almost boiling magma down below, but it's far enough. And much to your surprise, there appears to be some kind of well, safety railing made of a black metal around. Mm -hmm. And you can see in a couple of parts where uh, there probably was originally a railing plant before it was moved again further back. Alright, I'll How let her have he? the first move. How He's far about... is he from the magma? <laughs> he, he is a good 200 yards. Okay. He's, he's quite far. I'm going to attempt to cast a tangle on him. Does that work on... Is that in range? You may have to get closer first. Uh, Meanwhile, while she's walking up, I'm just still holding it. You're just <laughs> like, look at this little guy. <laughs> it is still screaming to you, Unleash me, yes! Pull me from these pines. Let me feel the earth. Wait, do, do I actually hear it? Right right oh, you lava. hear this. It is basically screaming it at you. 90 okay. foot range. I thought only she was hearing it. Oh, the person who was holding him. 90 feet. 90 feet? Yeah. You're not close enough yet. You're going to have to you're going to have to move a lot closer. Hey, get over here. Watch me throw this thing in the magma. Ah! <laughs> okay, I'm like literally sprinting. <laughs> Just Don't like, worry, I'll wait. Shaking my head, like, <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> so, uh, would this be something to interrupt a nap for? I mean, nap hasn't even started before Nymphia's like, PLANT! 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 Then that's just normal Nymphia. 
Oh, what did she do? All right, all right. <laughs> so uh, he's—I don't know if he's present, but he's like, "What's what's going on with?" As he left the room, he was trying to rest in. Probably. Nemok is sprinting down the hallway, and this is the first time you've seen him run. <laughs> Surprisingly, he's rather quick for the almost bulky motions he's making. Have you seen a plant? Uh, the the plant Nymphia was carrying. Oh, I've seen a, a lot of plants, and like. I, I am... The one she took right. out of the vault! <laughs> Fine! Save the smartest comments for later. You're free to make as many as you want. Have you seen that plant? Duly noted, but no, I haven't. Help me look for it. We need to find it right now. I don't know what could have happened, but if it gets planted in any source near any mana, it could be incredibly dangerous. Do you not, so do you not hear me literally screaming through the... The lower floor doesn't... It's, oh, okay. it's a separate thing. Which I assume that's where he kind of is, because Nima told him about the lower yes. floor. Help me look for it, please. All right, all right. All right. I, I've checked all of these down here. Uh, we need to check those two rooms, and we'll go back up top and do another sweep through there. Okay. Or, um, uh, you know, coin flip to see if he heads to, like, the mana rooms. Go for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, so he goes up the unconcerning little teleportation circle uh, before he heads out and realizes that one of the doors... Uh, specifically the one that is almost kind of burning in a volcanic ash and heat, uh, is open. Yeah, it, it's going to just walk in. It's, the room feels surprisingly comfortable, given that it's based on mana alignment, but he's like, all right. Okay. And then sees Irshaya holding this plant up like Rafiki. <laughs> <laughs> and Nymphia sprinting towards her. <laughs> Okay. I don't speak Swahili. Psycho, give me that plant! Can I also be like cackling at all of this? You can be. Do you want... She's watching there, she brought food. Yes, right. That's hilarious. <laughs> she brought like, one of the magical like, like, awful trays. Like, so, do you want one? It's hilarious. So are, are, you, are you on this little elemental plant or are you just standing kind of outside watching oh, this? I want to be standing on the outside, like, ready to close the door in case it gets bad. <laughs> Enjoy watching this because this is hilarious. <laughs> Alright, so Nemok finally runs up almost a little bit too close for you, kind of in a huff to panic. Oh dear god. Nymphia, you're about you're now about twenty feet away from Ishai at this point. <laughs> I start setting it down it's next I'm... to me. Oh, what? No! No It's still in the pot. Well, I'm I'm setting it down. I'm clearly not gonna throw it over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tony to cast the spell on you. Can you hear me now? Like, can you actually hear what I'm saying? I heard you say no, so I, I stopped what I'm doing. I'm 20 feet now. away. You two can hear everything. Okay. You can have a but I'm still on the volcano edge, right? I get a close to you, yeah. like, okay. yes. Yes. Better <laughs> yes. Don't play that play. Tell you. Oh, don't plant it. Okay. If you do, it can turn into a giant plant lava monster and kill us all. That sounds cool. Right? No. Sounds better if we do it to other people. Not to us. Not to us. Alright, uh, I'm gonna need everybody really quick to make a uh, dexterity saving throw. Oh god. All right. Me too, or? Oh no, you're outside, you're fine. Okay, good. All right. And, and Nima, who is staring in at this, unsure what is about to happen, but he's also gonna close the door. Oh He's god. gonna close the door? He could. He potentially might need to. He's worried now. 19. Okay. I'm gonna notice this and say, and you were worried about me holding onto a book. I got a 13. I could see what the book was. I couldn't see what that was. A 13? Yeah. A 13, a 19, and a what? I got a 19 plus 1 dexterity. Okay. So, there's almost this little surge of uh, almost volcanic activity, and you feel the ground kind of shake. The plant almost starts to tip over, but you delicately catch it with your foot. Wait, hold on. Start kicking it like a soccer ball. (laughs) So, I delicately catch it with my foot, like... And then I just kind of nudge it back over the edge. (laughs) (laughs) You nudged it over the edge into the lava? Yep. The second I see him do that, I start sprinting toward the door. (laughs) You... It's already shut. (laughs) You hear this, like, the plant just going, Thank you! Before the sound of shattering pottery. Uh, Lulin's gonna cast... uh, How close is Lulin? Uh, he had enough time to get up. He, he could be right next to him. Uh, Nymphia is booking it for the door. I'm booking it. Uh, so I have. Um, he's going to cast Mage Hand. Uh huh. <gasps> nice. All right. Now. So that is going to be plus five. 
Please catch this. Please don't. <gasps> Look at this one. <laughs> yes! Yes! So a mage head just appears, swipes, and knocks her shy into the back of the door. Oh no. Top magma. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So you, you and your quick reaction, uh, you skillfully grab at this pot, and you have successfully cut the pot upside down, and the plant falls out. Oh no. Nice. into the lava below. Screaming almost at this point, everybody can hear this. Thank you from Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I am your death. I am the destroyer. How close am I to making it to the door? I'm sprinting. All right, so <laughs> you hear a you're 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 about halfway there at this point. Uh, so Shia, you in particular hear a sploosh as if someone has dropped something into water. Mm-hmm. Before there was a rumbling that you were unfamiliar with in the time that you've spent over here. Like, there's been a couple of, you know, uh, there's been some shaking and volcanic activity because you're next to a giant volcano. But this is unfamiliar to you. Uh, perhaps it might be best to follow an Amphia to the door. Nah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just going to stand on the edge. Like, you know the art for a pyretic ritual? Yeah. Where he's just like, yes, fire! Oh, That's no. what I'm doing. All right. There, no. there is what appears to be a surge and some small bits of magma almost fly up, almost as if the volcano is getting ready to erupt, but clearly not. And the shaking and rumbling almost stops before something new seems to spew out of the lava below. Mm-hmm. In a deep red, followed by this almost violent green, sprouts a vine extending upward, and then another, and then another. A large bud turning into a flower that then blossoms to show what almost look like teeth from a Venus flytrap. Mark lives! My child! <laughs> oh my god, no! Thank you, all of you who took the time to listen, for joining us at Plane Shift. Our intro and outro was Perpetuum Mobile by the Penguin Cafe Orchestra. Thank you to CD Projekt Red and to Nintendo for their generous licenses in the use of their material for small, not-for-profit works. Thank you to Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work in producing Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering. And thank you again to all of you out there listening. Until our paths cross again. I'm mad about the space squid. I'm mad about the space squid. I went. I paid to see that movie to watch a giant space squid. No fucking space squid. I'm mad about. I got so pissed when it ended, and I just went. What happened? Where's the squid? Wait, I will say. I I did ruin it for her because I realized that the beast, the the CGI they did for the beast made him look like Chewbacca. (laughs) (laughs) So it was his big musical number. He's going up there. Just in her ear. The whole time. She is in tears. (laughs) Like, oh my god, this scene is so sad. Belle's leaving. The Beast may never see her again, but he realizes he loves her. And I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Can I suggest a strategy? Just let the Wookiee win. Just let the Beast win. Like, if they made a Beauty and the Beast that was just about, like, the downstairs characters. Yeah. I'd watch that. That'd I'd be watch a, the That'd be that. a new take. Yeah. Like, here's, could... like, Beauty and the Beast is happening, and here's ha- everything that happened in the B-roll, where the lamp's running around, and Ewan McGregor's pretending to have a French accent. Yes! Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, that... It's oh, okay. It's here's... okay, because they made up for all of it at the end. When, when they, had, when they like... released an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> I identify very strongly with the live-action version of Maleficent, because I don't really like babies. We will build the most preposterous pillow forts. And with a big sign up front that says, no nerds. (laughs) We'll steal the signs that says, don't panic, and just write over the no nerds. Alright. So, uh, Oh, I'd love to let you in, but it's the rules, man, you know? Since we let one nerd in, we'll have to let all of the nerds in. <laughs> Where will we be? This is preposterous. This is my place! Yes! Tough crowd.
Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. It's not me. It's the club. <laughs> I have to follow the rules. Fine, fine. I will build my own pillow fortress, and it will have fresh served lemonade. Well, I hate to tell you, but we stole all the pillows, so I'm not sure what you're going to make a pillow now. He's, he's going to, to make a blanket for it. We stole all the lemons. Too. We are some lemon stealing whores. <laughs> We're having a lemon party. I'm going to sell you a lemon. <laughs> if you'd like to buy some lemons. I'm sell you one lemon. Almost dungeon-esque feel that is... It's full me- of crabs. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the aquatic one. It's, that's the dungeon-esque level. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm done. I'm sorry. DM's done. Okay. DM's done. DM's done. Goodbye, everyone. This will be the last session as I am now jumping off a bridge. Bye. Okay.